Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion here on the Anomalous Radio Network. I'm your host, ADV. Thank you guys for tuning in. I have two amazing guests. I'm so happy that they're on. Uh, th- this is going to be such a great episode. We're going to be talking about the Gears of War series. But first, let me introduce my first guest. This man is, is just completely amazing. Uh, his partner, Johnny, has been on this podcast to talk Sony games with me. Uh, please, everyone, welcome Kyle Dudes from the Happy Hour with Johnny and Dudes. I'm so happy. Oh, thank you, Deuce, for coming on the show. How have you been? No worries. Anytime, man. I love hanging out with you, brother. It's always a good time. Yes, yes. And my uh, second guest, you guys know him. He's a Star Wars lover, but a hater of Punisher Warzone. And I'm trying to get him on the board to let him accept Punisher Warzone. Everybody, please welcome once again, Mr. Anthony Cantu. Punisher Warzone still sucks and will always suck to this day. No! <laughs> no. Well, yes. Deuce is our Marcus Phoenix for this conversation, and Anthony is our Dom for this conversation. Unfortunately, we were, a- we're able to have our Barrett, uh, Corey, he- hopefully he'll be able to do one, uh, like a part two, like a special side one, so he could talk, because he loves the Gear season, uh, Gears series too. Um, but we're going to talk about Gears of War. Um, it was developed by Epic Games and the Coalition and published by Microsoft. Um, it was released on November 7th, which is for Gears of War 1, 2006. Um, Gears of War 2 was released on November 7th, 2008. And Gears of War 3 was released on September 20th, 2011. Uh, Cliff Brzezinski, he was the director for all three games. And this was one of the first games uh, that editor-in-chief Dan Sue from um, EGM gave a perfect 10 and it caused a big controversy so we'll probably talk a little bit about that uh, but I want to ask you guys the first question so Anthony I'm going to start with you uh, what did you think of the game when you first saw it this game it was a, uh, it was a game changer because it was one of the very first few uh, 360 games to come out where it looked extraordinary with the graphics and gameplay it was something new so it was, it was mind boggling when it first came out, and it was a fucking awesome game. And what about you, Deuce? No, I gotta agree with Anthony. And the other thing is, if my math is correct, uh, Gears of War actually came out before Halo Three did. So, like, yes, yeah, yeah. Everybody who bought an Xbox, me included, were shooter fans because. They used to call the Xbox the shooter box, and you're like, I'm looking for a game I can really sink my teeth into, like a really good shooter, and then Gears of War comes along, like Mana from Heaven, and you're like, oh my god, like the graphics look great, the story is amazing, it's funny, you can do on-couch co-op the whole game. Yeah. Like, it was just a game changer, so I remember when it launched, like I bought it day one, and it was like, holy shit. And I was working in the industry at the time. And the thing that surprised me was how many copies were moving. Because, like, I knew it was going to be big, but with new IPs, you never know how big. Mm-hmm. And I just remember we couldn't even keep them in stock. I, I know for me, I, I, I really didn't know nothing about the game until I seen the review. Uh, 
and even though I was buying a whole bunch of EGMs, like I didn't even see it like in motion or anything. Uh, I think because I was so stuck on Resident Evil 4 and other GameCube games at that time, I I wasn't impressed by it. I was just like, oh, it's a, it's a third-person action game. But uh, when I read the review, I'm just like, well, it has to be good. Um, but, yeah, it, it's so it's so a major copy. It's like if you they, – they said if you total all three series, they sold 22 million copies. I'm like, wow, that's a lot. And also, you got to remember that's for a game that's only on one system because yes. you know it's not like it's a it's not like a Call of Duty where they put it on everything like it was an Xbox exclusive. So to say it sold twenty two million is a pretty damn big deal. Yeah. So, um, what did you guys think of the game after you played it? Mm, I wanted to play more. Just the way the ending was and how epic and the whole game it's just like your adrenaline is going fast and fast and you need more it's like it's like a video game of crack to where <laughs> it's it's like it's it's a man's game and if you stop you're like oh fuck i need to play more because the whole co-op couch co-op yeah it was so fucking good and it's just like there wasn't that many couch co-op games back then like, no, and I I, I want to say, Anthony, uh, if for me personally, it was like the first co co ouch, yeah, that's a <laughs> couch co op game that I remember because it was the first game I remember getting where like friends could come over to my apartment and we could both jump on the couch and like play it yeah. all the way through together, and you could kind of like jump in, jump out with the co op too, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it just was. Just to me at the time, it was mind boggling because you were used to like single player games, but not to where it was like, hey, here's a controller, help me, let's go do this thing together. Like that to me was like, it just blew my mind at the time. Oh, yeah. And it was one of like the very first, like, everybody was the first person shooters. This was one of the few that was a third person shooter. Yeah, which I like. Oh, yeah. And and the whole first to do the whole, um, fuck, what's it called? Um, uh, fire, the, t- the, the take cover system. Yeah, the cover system okay, and yeah. the fire where you can put your gun up and just shoot in the general direction and kind of hope you hit them. Yeah, that was cool. I know. So I know. Because uh, I played the. I, I didn't play the first one. Um, I played a little bit of the second one. And I didn't like it because of the controls. Uh, but I played the Ultimate Edition one. Um, and I was having some fun with it. Uh, but Anthony helped me with majority, I would probably say maybe 85, 90% of the second one. And we were having fun. Like, I was really having fun. We was getting our tails kicked a little bit in part three. Mm-hmm. But playing the first one all by my, by, by myself on the, uh, on the first, uh, the first Gears of War, I, I, I began to understand why people like it. I, I think it kind of got a little bit repetitive in a sense, but I think it, that doesn't matter, uh, you know, if you're playing with online with somebody, because I think this game is probably one of the games besides like Armia Two or even Resident Evil Five that you, that it makes you want to play co-op. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's but the first one itself. Yeah, it is kind of repetitive. It was the first one. They didn't know what to do much with it, especially with the whole multiplayer online. Uh-huh. 
but they they really ramped it up in the second and third ones. Yeah, I was kind of I was kind of weird that they didn't make it a four player because I'm just like you got four characters. Why why only allow me to do two? Well, I think because it, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, I think the system probably couldn't handle four screen splits mm-hmm. because you got to remember, like that game, especially the first one was really kind of, like, testing the outer edges of, like, what the system could do. Like, uh. that first was really pushing the specs because that basically Cliffy B was like, let's open this bitch up and see what it can do. You know what I mean? It's like when right. you get a new high-end car and you get it out on the road, you're like, let's see how high I can get the speedometer on this thing and see what it really does. And because of that, I think it's the only reason why it was two-screen. Plus, you got to remember, like... You start with one, you go to two to three to judgment. Each one takes a pretty decent sized step graphic wise. Yes. Yeah, it does. Um, because they, they used the Unreal Engine three for all of them, so they kind of was like pushing the system. Which is yeah, I I, I just can't wait to see how four looks in actual person because going from Unreal three to Unreal four. Oh my god! It's yeah, so unbelievable. Uh, and I think I've got to say, and I'll, and I'll say it here: I think that Gears of War Four is going to move systems. Oh yeah, definitely. But it's like it's kind of hard to move systems with what they announced this past E three with the whole Xbox One and Scorpio. I'm like, well, why the fuck did you just why did you just announce two new systems when we just got this one? Well, see, and Anthony, it's it's funny that you mentioned that. Because on my show, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, which you can find at SoundCloud.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast <laughs> or Facebook.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast wow. Show. Nice, uh, nice, nice. Yeah, we, we actually talked about that. And the thing is, I was my whole goal was I was going to buy a Gears of War 4 system. That's what mm-hmm. I really wanted. Um, two things. One, they did not announce a Gears of War 4 system. They only announced that Elite Edition controller that's like, a mortgage payment, Um, and then they announced the Scorpio, and I said, look, the only game I really want for the system is Gears of War 4. Like, the rest of it, I could care less about. So I said, look, I'm going to wait a year, and then I'm going to buy the Scorpio, but me and Johnny made a deal where I'm going to buy Gears of War 4, and he's going to let me borrow a system to play it for a couple weeks, and then Mm -hmm. give it back to him. Okay. Uh, and I just because t- it makes it a lot easier for me because I'm like, why buy an Xbox now just to play Gears of War 4 when next year I could buy the, the Project Scorpio? Yeah, that yeah, makes I, sense. Like, all I heard from the Scorpio was the whole Teraflops thing. That's all I fucking heard about. Whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I just know that it's going to be way more powerful. My thing is this. I'm like, well, if I buy – even if I bought that new slim model system that's supposed to be better than the regular Xbox One for 300 bucks, I'm like, well, I'd rather wait another year and get the Scorpio because the Scorpio is really going to push the limits. And also, I think when they decide to drop their uh, VR system, I think it's going to work way better with the Scorpio than it is the older systems. Uh, well, I thought they were doing the AR, not VR. Uh, no, they're doing VR. Because yeah. yeah. of Oculus Rift. Yeah. 
Oh, that's right. Okay, I was, I was yeah. thinking of the Hollow Hololens. Well, they're going to do that too, but that's another thing. Like the specs are so high end on the Project Scorpio mm. that you know that they're going to be able to do a lot of cool shit with it. And I'm like, the, the Xbox One you've got now isn't going to compare to the Scorpio, so it's like, why waste my money on that when I can wait a year? And yeah, I might have to pay four hundred bucks or five hundred bucks or wherever they decide to price point it at. Mm. But I'd rather pay the more money and future-proof myself than buy something that's already kind of old and dated, if that makes any sense. Yeah. That but, makes sense, yeah. But And I wonder, um, why did they even show Halo, uh, HoloLens at E3 this year? That was very weird. I'm like, that made a big presentation with Minecraft last year, and this year, nothing. Like, I would love to kind of see... Like, I would kind of love to see that same dem- demonstration that they did with Minecraft for Gears, like Gears of War 4. I would have been like, that would have been cool if they were able to do this. Yeah, yeah, it would. It would be cool, but I'm like, how can they do it? Like, what would they do? You know, HoloLens can only do so much to where it comes to your imagination. It's like, Minecraft is perfect because all you're doing is just fucking creating shit. Yeah. But like, Gears and, like, uh, all these other games and Halo and all that, it's like, you can't do much with the HoloLens, like artificial reality, because it's all you're playing is for is just the story. You're not really doing anything else. Yeah, but I would like, like Minecraft seems like it's built for HoloLens, but when yeah. you're talking like a Gears of War experience, like I don't, I don't see what HoloLens can really do with that. You know, now the VR, like if I can put the helmet on and I'm looking through Marcus Phoenix's eyes and I'm playing Gears, <laughs> that sounds badass. But like HoloLens wise, I don't. Unless they're doing some sort of like Gears map builder where you can build your own multiplayer maps and use it to build the maps that you play later, I don't see what you could use it for, at least application-wide for Gears. Yeah. Mm, That'd be dope. It'd be like the Forge mode in Halo. Yeah, yeah, and think about that. Like, if you had like a 3D Forge mode where you've got it kind of how they had the presentation where it's like a virtual table, you can... You know, you can put little bunkers over here, and you can put pillars over here, and put weapons drops over there. I mean, it'd be neat, but I just, to me, it's not something that's really flipping my skirt. I think the best thing would probably be, like, a weapon customization. Like, if you see the gun literally right in front of you, you're turning around, you're adding stuff, you're taking stuff out. Like a fucking minority report or something like that. Well, that, or, like, think about it like Call of Duty now, where you got the weapons loadouts, where you could put all oh, yeah. You could change the colors. Like, that would be cool. Like, oh, I'm going to play Call of Duty. Let me pull up my HoloLens, build my loadouts real quick, and then I jump in and I play Call of Duty normally. That'd be kind of nifty. Oh, I love this. I didn't even think about it that way. Um, so let's get even. Um, the Eclipse statement about 15 seconds of gameplay seemed valid. So when you guys played Gears of War, um, did that fifteen minutes, fifteen seconds, just like completely hook you? What do you mean, the first fifteen seconds of the game? You mean? Yeah, uh, when you like got into your first battle, like shooting, uh, oh, yeah. covering, and everything. Oh yeah, I was down since day one on that. Like as soon as he throws in the bag and he's like, "Hey, put this on," and he's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Oh, he pardoned all you guys. You can leave." And then he's like, oh, I can't believe this shit, blah, 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 blah. And then you get around that corner with that big-ass fucking honking gun. I'm just like, oh, 
this is going to be awesome. And then you get in the cover mechanics, and I'm like, I can blind fire. I can use cover. It's not like Call of Duty where I'm just running headfirst into everything like a fucking Rambo. Mm. I was like, this is great. Yeah, they had me at the trailer, at that Mad World trailer. That's all I needed to get me at. Oh, yeah. That Mad World trailer, I'm not going to lie, because they had that SOB on a loop. Uh, at a couple different places, and I was like, damn, dude, like, every time I watched it, like, I picked something out that I didn't see the time before, like, mm-hmm. a little, little piece of something, and I was like, these guys are taking a lot of time with this game, and, like, really polishing it and make it look good, and I think that, to me, in my personal opinion, because I bought my Xbox 360 day one, and before that, I really hadn't had an Xbox, I literally bought an Xbox three weeks before Xbox uh, 360 came out because I got it through a friend, and I loved the Xbox so much, I traded it and all the games in for a down payment on my Xbox 360 because I was like, this is a machine for me. I love Microsoft. This is great. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, the first game that came out to me that, like, really wowed me with the system, like, really impressed me with the gameplay and the graphics. I mean, it was like like the showpiece. Like, when I brought people over to show them my 360 – that was the game I put in there. Yeah, it had impressive lighting in it. Um, the characters, um, like some of the environments look really good in that game. Um, uh, and I was just like, wow. You know, I, I didn't see how it actually looked on the 360. Um, but looking at the Ultimate Edition, I kind of got like a good understanding of it. I'm like, these, this, they really did some work on this. Like, the enemy uh the enemy detail like it, it kind of felt like something i've never seen in a video game that was so detailed um yeah and that was the thing like what i liked about it is like you said the detail not just the enemies but the the backgrounds and the the centerpieces and the cover like everything was so detailed in a way i don't think we'd seen before before that hmm yeah, no, it was all new. Like, it's, like, if you see a comparison trailer from the Ultimate and the original, it's a huge jump. Yeah, it's like a night and day difference because I actually, doing research for the show today, looked at that on YouTube and I was like, oh my god, this is, these are almost like two separate games minus the story being the same because graphically, it's a night and day difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, um, when actually, it was weird because I was playing, um, when I was playing Gears 2 and Gears 3, um, from the, uh, backwards compatibility, uh, the backwards, uh, cap- capability, uh, whatever. Um, I looked at it and I'm just like, wow. I'm like, they kind of look good, but I'm just like, if they would have put some more details in it and made like ultimate editions of 2 and 3, it, it would still look perfect. Like, it, it really, it really does look good. That I will give it to. Um, but yeah, the, the ultimate edition and the uh, and the first one, I'm just, I was like, wow, like, just shocked and surprised uh, at it. Um, I just loved like kind of chainsawing um, enemies. I, I wouldn't know that I would <laughs> enjoy that so much. Like the current stuffing was fine, but chainsawing an enemy in half was just like. This is somewhat satisfying. It's disgusting, but satisfying in a way. Yeah, I don't think there's that many... In that visceral experience of putting the chainsaw through the guy, like, 
it got better and better every time I did it. Like, it really, every time you did it, it just got a little bit better, which was awesome. Yeah, I don't think there was that many gory games back then, and that's why a lot of people liked it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because you're right. Was for the time. Now that I'm thinking about it, was really fucking gory because you were, you know, sawing <laughs> those guys in half and like shotgunning things, his faces off. And you're right. I don't. I, now that I'm thinking about it, because that was circa 2006, seven. seven like, yeah, yeah. There wasn't anything that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Grand Theft Auto was gory, but not in that detail. Yeah. Like, it, only thing that was gory, if that was still around, was probably, well, no, Mortal Kombat 2 was, like, years. But that was, like, kind of, like, the biggest gore thing. And then we just didn't see nothing after that. Like, even Resident Evil wasn't that gory. Or even, like, Silent Hill wasn't, that like, really gory around that time. No, not to that level. And I think the other thing is not just gory, but to the, like, to the small details, like, the blood would fill the screen and you'd see like bits and pieces flying at your screen and it turned red when you chainsawed somebody. I mean, it was gory. Now you would see the blood actually on you, on your character, and that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I know with the retro lancer, I did run and stuck one of the enemies up in the air, did threw him down. I'm just like, huh? <laughs> like uh, Oh, just it just impaling them with the retro lancer was so satisfying. It was, and I, I wouldn't say I liked it as much as a chainsaw, but I liked it. Like, it was a cool feature once you finally got a hold of that weapon. Yeah, but it just didn't shoot well compared to the regular Ness. Oh, it didn't shoot for shit, man. Yeah, no, it was, the the, the, the calibration on that was so bad. <laughs> but I think they did that on purpose to make it feel like an older model gun, like a yeah. gun that work as well as a new one, so it's like, yeah, you got the cool stabbing feature, but like, man, you couldn't hit the broadside of a fucking barn with that. <laughs> I know. I was playing uh two, and one of the levels they kept throwing up retro lances. I'm like, I don't want this gun. I need ammo for my lancer. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Even though the retro lancer sucked at aiming, but if you hit somebody, it was so powerful. Yeah, like it had a punch to it. Ah. Uh. Okay, so uh, does, uh, we're going to move a little bit on to uh, Gears of War 2. Um, does Gears of War 2 improve on the first one in the campaign or the multiplayer? Um, I didn't play the multiplayer for Gears 1, um, but uh, I did co-op, uh, like I said earlier, with Anthony for Gears 2, and we were just having a blast. Um, but what yeah, do you guys think? probably... I think out of all the games, my favorite of the two to co-op is probably part two because part two, there's some parts in there where you really need that second person to help mm -hmm. you out. Like they almost built the game around planning that you were going to play it with somebody else. And I, I love part two. I love the multiplayer in part two. It definitely improved on the original. The only problem I have with part two is when did Dom start being a bitch? Oh God. Maria. Maria. I'm like, bitch, here's a gun and here's two clips. You go that direction. Like, I'm getting shot at. I ain't worried about fighting your fucking wife. I'm trying not to die right now. So yeah. Like, here's a flashlight and a gun and a couple clips, and you go that away, player. God, that was such a bad part in the story. It's yeah. like the thing is, I love Dom. Like, I loved him in the first game, and then the, the third game, they kind of fixed it again. 
and got him back to like the original Dom, but it was almost like somebody who just got like a like a write up for the character. Like this is the character, like a synopsis off of Wikipedia mm-hmm. wrote the game. It's like no, 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 no. The only person you've gotten right out of all these guys is Coltrane and Marcus Phoenix. That's it. The rest of them, you're kind of, you're kind of, especially because I was watching it today, the cut screens, and Dom makes some pretty fucked up jokes in there a couple times. Like, the new recruit they get is the uh, little brother of the guy who gets shot by a sniper in the first game. Carmine Brothers. Yeah, the Carmine Brothers. Well, one of the Carmine brothers, they're going through this section, and there's all this dust kicking up, and he's like, oh, it's so dusty. And the Carmine brother goes, well, if you wore your standard issue helmet, you would have a filter, and you wouldn't have to worry about it. And then Dom goes, yeah, but if I had that special issue helmet, I couldn't see snipers. And I'm like, bro, your brother's not shot in the head by a sniper. How about you not be a dick? I didn't catch that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That today when I was watching, I'm like, "You're an asshole." I probably just got you right then. It just called it a fucking day. Well, at least the second brother didn't get killed by a sniper. He only got killed by you know get eaten alive. Yeah. So I mean, God, them Carmine brothers are the worst, man. Like, fuck that. If you're a Carmine brother, you better you better fly to outer space or get the fuck out of there, man, because you're gonna die. And oh yeah. They actually had a vote to see if the third Carmichael should die or live in part three. And they said that he should. Well, you know what? I I almost wish. uh, I I can't remember off the top of my head if he lived or died, but it almost reminds me of in Forrest Gump, Lieutenant Dan, where he said every single one of his family members had died in an American war. Uh And it's like, that's the Carmine brothers. They die in every goddamn war. It's like every single one they die. Yeah, it, it made it seem like Carmine died, but then at the very end, like once you're all done with the boss, that's when you know that he's still alive. Yeah. Oh, wow. Which is funny because the next question was, why does the emotional moment with Dom's wife feel ham-fisted? Like, Anthony knows, I thought that was completely stupid. It was. It was hell. I was pissed. It felt really forced. I'm like, they're trying to make this game emotional, and it's not that. Like, let's, let, let, boys, let's be real. We're all friends here. We're, We're family. What yeah. family? Yeah. Let's be real. This is a dude bra game, man. This oh, is like, yeah. totally drinking some beers with your buddies, hanging out on the couch, playing the game. I don't want to have any feelings. I don't want any love interest. I just want to kill a bunch of shit and have a good time. Oh, yeah. This is a straight guys game. And yeah. it's like uh, when I was playing this with my brother on Couch Co-op when it first came out, we actually created a drinking game for this while we're playing oh, wow. co-op. It's to where um, you drink. Let's say you get downed and you're waiting for them to pick you up. You gotta drink your beer until they pick you up and, re- and revive you. <laughs> That's serious, bro. Right? Because <laughs> I literally went underneath the table drunk and be like, I, I can't yeah. do this. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, wow. I like this game. I think I might have to to, to, to bring this game back. Yeah, uh, because this sounds awesome, but yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, there's no way I'd be, oh man, and I can drink a lot, but I mean, if you're playing, because when me and the boys used to play, I swear, we'd get into like four and six hour gaming sessions. Like, we'd start at like eight o'clock and we'd turn around and it'd be like three or four in the morning and we're yes. like, fuck, like, 
You know, like you just don't even know where the time's going because you're having so much fun. But dude, I would have been a hammer drunk by then. That's, oh yeah, that's me playing. The world is not enough for the N64 with my other two friends. We play like at 7 p.m. and then realize that it's 6 a.m. and we got to be at work at nine. We'd be like, oh dang. That's when you just call out of work and you just keep on playing. <laughs> yeah, either that or you just keep on playing until you go to work. Because I'll tell you what, once you pass that point of no return, you're either going to work and staying up the whole night and saying, fuck it, I'll go to sleep as soon as I'm done, or you're calling in sick because those are your only two options. Yeah. You're not going to sleep for one hour. If you sleep for one hour, you might as well just – you're just screwed. <laughs> right. And then you dream about the game, and then you it, – it's a whole nother story. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I know another emotional moment was when Marcus finds his dad in part three and his dad dies. Like, th- like it, it like Marcus Phoenix doesn't have no kind of emotion, like w- whether in his acting, his voice range, he was just like, dad, dad, my dad is gone. Like, wait, <laughs> he's just like turning to dust in front of you. Um, spoilers if you haven't played this game he just turned in dust in front of you and that's your reaction like I was I was expecting a big no like a long no or something like that like something very cliche and I didn't get none of that and I was just like uh really well they learned their lesson not to put that kind of emotion from the fucking second one because everybody was making fun of the second one like how we are yeah because the second one like and it's it's like we said, I think they tried to put emotion in this game where there was no emotion. And it's, you're right, Marcus didn't have much remorse for his dad, but it was like, you know, Marcus is a tough guy and I don't expect that from him. Like, if he's like, dad, one time, I'd have been like, okay, he's upset about his dad, I can let it roll. Like, it doesn't need to be drawn out. Yeah, it was it was enough to where he was like telling his dad, you know, hey, you don't have to do this, you don't have to do this, you know, stop it. That was just enough to where, okay, he's... Emotional, he cares for his dad, but does not give a fuck about what happens because he lied to him in the whole the whole thing. Like he thought yeah, he was already dead. Game one, he's been lying to him, so like I get it, and I think that it worked out better for the character that he, they did it that way because you were like you understand that Marcus cares about his father, but also he's been lied to, and I think sometimes if you overact something, I don't think you get. It dilutes it if that makes sense. It's ham fisted at that point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's really no character development to none of them. Like, like Bear, like Bear is kind of the comic relief. Uh, Coltrane, you know, you think like oh, because he played thrash ball, he must got hit in the head so many times, so he acts like cuckoo crazy. Even though I love, I can't can I say this that I love playing him in Gears of War three. I don't know why. Like, I, I love playing him. Besides Marcus in the whole series is Coltrane. It's Marcus is number one and neck and neck number two is Coltrane. Mm, no, nah, I'm all about Baird. The more sarcastic, smart ass. That's all me. <laughs> well, see, I, funny that you say that because I think because of people's personalities, they each, every person that plays this game kind of goes to a different character. And like you, you're like, hey, I'm more sarcastic and funny, so I go toward Baird. But a guy like me who's kind of loud and brash, of course he's going to go to Coltrane and he's going to go to Marcus Phoenix. And I'm sure it's kind of that way because everybody's got a character that they're going to relate to more. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't go for uh, Dizzy. Oh, I love Dizzy. Dizzy's my favorite character in the whole fucking game. Are you serious? <laughs> like, I'll tell you what, that, that guy right there proves the theory I have, and that is rednecks are everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if we go underwater, there'll be rednecks. If we go to another planet, rednecks are coming too. Because Diz- they are everywhere, sir. Dizzy might have been country, but he is a amazing character. I think he's, like, literally funny. And just and you you get him when you meet him. You feel like okay, I got what you're all about. Well, I was watching it today because I watched like all, I watched all the cutscenes from the first game, the second game, and some of the third game. But one of my two favorite lines is is he tells Marcus Phoenix, "I got you back like a butt crack," because <laughs> I use that all the time now for that game. And the other is they go in this like hole and he's driving uh, Betty or Betsy, his big Betsy. rig. Yeah. Betsy, yeah. yeah. And he's like, it's dark as a rat's ass up here. Let me turn on Betsy's tits. And then he turns all the lights on. And I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on. Uh, did the battles in the game feel challenging to you as uh, if you play solo? Or was it better with a co-op partner? Um for me, I it, it I, they weren't challenging because sometimes I would just run and shotgun them, or um, I have enough ammo or bombs, so like it really wasn't challenging. Um, but it felt so much fun playing with you, Anthony. Um, definitely when we was playing three, and we had to fight those metal uh those metal enemies where you just only could use oh, yeah. grenades, like. That stuff was like needed, and that that felt better because I feel like I would not, I would have been so frustrated at this part. I'm I'm saying this with all love and kindness, but holy shit, dude! The way you played it, it, it was making me frustrated because you were just running gun, <laughs> and it's just like you. You kept on dying at that one place with like the, the you, sewers, and and I know, and I normally don't try to play that way, but the battles in <laughs> the battles in Gears of War take forever. Just be like, you get to a point where they sometimes feel like they're dragging it out. So I'm like, okay, I need to just kill these, and if I die, I die, whatever, because I'm I'm going to get revived. I just need to get through this so I can get through this level because they they really it feels like they just put stuff in stuff. Story wise and level wise, they it feels like they just put stuff in to make the game longer and just to, to make a game. And it's just like <laughs> there's some stuff that's just so drawn out with some of the uh and some of the fights. Well, I guess what you're telling me, Anthony, is Eddie is kind of the Leroy Jenkins. Oh, dude, uh, you have no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff right there, <laughs> It was, it's like, it, it was one of the levels to where, okay, you know you cannot just go past this. You have to kill everybody. He was not getting that through his head, and he would just go to the right and die. And I'm I'm on, I have the machine gun, so I'm killing everybody one by one. And yeah. all of a sudden, I just see his icon pop that he's dying. And every time, I'm just so tempted to just fucking let him die. But he's like, it's ZDV, baby. I gotta kill all these bad guys over here. Hey. <laughs> hey, it's ZDV, yeah, baby. I was, to... <laughs> I was trying to frag him from the side. That's what I was trying to do. I didn't feel like staying in that I was long battle. I the hook shot with the frag grenade. 
<laughs> and you're like, you want you said that you wanted to flank him. You can't really flank him in a small room where there's no other way to go. Yeah, you can't flank in a small room. You need a scoped area to flank. That's not, well, not was, flanking. Well, I know the part. No, it was. Yeah, see, you have no excuse. <laughs> Like, no, what it. part was we you at? Hit because, me with logic. because the area that we did it in, we were like, were we like in a castle or something? Because it was like a uh, big area. Because yeah, is... it was, it was like a, uh, like a castle with like some sewers and everything like that. Was it in the first, second game or third game? Second. It, was it the 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 castle that's kind of underground? Like you barrow down, and then there's like this big kind of fortress underground that you got to get through. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That part is a bitch. But the thing is, and that's why I love this game because if you're playing it by yourself, it is a completely different animal than if you're playing co-op and with somebody else. Because if you're playing with somebody else, you kind of gotta either adapt to their play style or be able to play the opposite of their play style so the two of you can work together, which makes it a lot of fun because, like I said, playing the game by yourself and then playing it with two players, it's like a two totally different games. Yeah, it was, it was... When you play solo, it's beatable. Yeah. But if you play co-op, they ramp up the difficulty so much. They do! They double down on the difficulty. And we was playing... It too. Yeah, and we was playing on normal, so that's why I didn't. I didn't know. The rookie mistake. Well, I, I am good at games. I mean, I got far. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know what? Okay, so I'm guilty. Uh, okay, uh, it might seem that I'm bad, but I'm not really that bad. Sometimes I I go into contra mode because when I play in contra on NES, I I could just run through that game without dying. Um, and I could be just beat the whole game on one run. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's I kind of use that same mentality as some of the fights on gears. Yes, the battles are long, and that's why I do it so I can shorten these battles so we can move on with this game. Because it's just like I just got done with a long, almost ten minute battle. Now I got to do almost another ten minute battle, and it just it, it just feels like I said drawn out. <laughs> the, the battles are long because you kept on dying and had to Shut restart. <laughs> True story, bro. This is so. Well, let, let me move on. Um, does Gears of War three conclude the series on a great note? Uh, and did it feel that all the endings from all three games were rewarding? Fuck no. Really? I I I thought it was a cheap way to end the whole story. It's like you're. This, all three games are really epic. They're they're explosions and just killing. It's 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 so good. But then all of a sudden, the very last ending, uh, the queen. Well, the queen doesn't even technically. Oh, she dies because she got stabbed. But it's like you stab her with a knife, and it's all over. This whole big lead up, and it's just a weak ass ending. And all of a sudden, you stab her. She dies. You're at a beach. Boom. That's it. See, I, I, Anthony, and I, and I beg to differ. I, I felt like it was a perfect ending. My only problem was, and we'll, we'll get to this when we get to when we talk about uh, what was the fourth game, uh, Judgment. Judgment. There's that whole chapter that's missing in the mm-hmm. game 
where I'm like, I'm missing a part of the story here. That part I wanted to know about, but when it got done, you killed everybody, you were on the beach, I was like, if Cliff Blazinski says, this is the very last Gears of War game, I'm not making another one, I would have been okay with it. And this is coming from a guy, like, this is probably the first video game series where I played every single game in the series. Like, there's other series I like, but I cannot say that I played every single game from beginning to end and beat every single one. But this was like... I was there day one. I bought it day one. I've been with this story the whole way through. And I was like, I'm, I'm okay with this ending. Like, this ending, it feels epic. You know, you had some giant sacrifices with Dom, um, which I want to get to that point in a minute. Um, but there was a lot of things in the story and a lot of beats in the story where I was like, if they ended at this game, I was okay with it. Hmm. Yeah, I, well, yeah. Everybody has their own opinion. It's, it's, it's like I can see from your point of view, but like for me, it's just like it's it, it was somewhat of a letdown. It's like the queen, the queen's fight was a little lackluster because you're just repeating two steps. That's all you're really doing. You're not mixing it up. Well, no, and and, and you do have a point there. And the other thing is, and and I will say this, and I'm not going to lie to you. As a gamer, when I got done with it, I was like, I know this ain't the last one. Like, this yeah. is Microsoft's cash cow. Like, what's going to be the new bad guy? How are they going to – and that's kind of why I almost saw Judgment coming because I was like, if they make another game, it's going to have to be a prequel because three kind of wraps everything up in a nice little bow. And mm-hmm. it's like whatever you're going to do next is going to have to be before this. That's why I'm really interested to see what they do with four because – Unless the story is amazing on Gears of War 4, I don't know because it's all new characters and it's people that I don't know and I don't have feelings for it and I don't care about already. So, like, if they don't knock it out of the park, I, I might be tapping out as much as I hate to say it. Well, yeah. they, they probably just want to win people over with the gameplay. Um, you know, hopefully they give that, that feeling that, you know, this is a Gears of War game that the Coalition made because um, they helped make the first three games, so hopefully they can bring that same flavor and that same feeling with four. Um, well, I hope so, Eddie V. And the other thing is, if I remember correctly, I believe that Gears of War Judgment was the last Gears of War game that Cliff Blazinski and all them made, and now Microsoft owns the rights to Gears of War. So every game after this, it's almost like Halo, where Microsoft owns the rights to it, and mm-hmm. then they can whatever they want with it. Well, yeah. um, Cliff only did the first three. He didn't do Judgment. It was someone else. Okay. Yeah. Well, then that might have been when, it, after three might have been where Microsoft bought them, and Judgment might be the first game that Microsoft made by themselves. Yeah, it was. So, well, that explains that, but... Because they kind of do that yeah. with, um, with Halo, with Bungie. Um well, they did. They bought Bungie out, and now they're making the games themselves. And I, I the last Halo game I played was probably Halo Three, uh, the one after that, ODST, mm-hmm. which I loved when they billion. But after that, I really hadn't played it since you know Microsoft had fully taken over. Um, and you know, when I finally do buy my Project Scorpio, I'm excited to you know get the Master Chief Collection and get Halo Four, and I'm really excited for that. But it's interesting when Microsoft takes over a property versus when somebody else is making it. Because I didn't hear 
to be honest with you, I didn't hear a bunch of raving reviews about Halo 4. I didn't hear people jumping up and down going, this is the greatest Halo game ever. It was more or less like, it's a Halo game, it's fun, but it's just another Halo game. Yeah, you could tell a huge difference from who made it, because it's like, everybody knows, okay, well, Bungie didn't really do anything with this one, or 343, it's just, force kind of sucked. Yeah. The, la- the last good Halo one, from my opinion, was Reach. Yeah, that was the one right after Halo 3 ODST, right? It was Halo Reach? Yeah. Well, yeah. even ODST was fucking good, and it was totally different. Yeah, and I loved ODST, and I'm not going to lie. ODST for me, now, I, I will be the first one to admit, just because I don't want to lie to you guys, I'm a huge uh, Firefly fan, so having Nathan Fillion in it and, a, like, half the cast of Firefly does oh, voice acting. such a good – yeah, such – I need to finish the yep. TV series. I need to watch it. I, I watched the movie, but I need to get into the TV series. But I heard no, so many good things. It's a nine-day difference, and the thing is, it's only, like, 12 episodes or 13, like – you could bust it out in a weekend, and it is like I cosplay as Malcolm Reynolds uh-huh. because I love the character so much. I love Nathan Fillion. I've been a fan of his since Two Guys a Girl on a Pizza Place with Ryan Reynolds back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I he, he's one of my favorite actors up there with Bruce Campbell. Um, so when I saw he was a main character, like I fell in love with that game. But it was neat because. There's multiple different little chapters, and each little chapter you can kind of take however you want. You don't have to go one, two, three, four, five. You can mix up the order, and it was different than any Halo game we had played previously because it really didn't revolve around the Master Chief. It revolved around these ODST members, which were mm-hmm. kind of like the foot soldiers, which was – that was – to me it was cool because it's like, yeah, you talk about the Master Chief, and the Halo games are all about the Master Chief, but – there was only so many soldiers in the Master Chief program. You've still got your everyday Marine ground pounder soldier running around. I want to know what his story is. Yeah, this this ODST. Well, fuck, we're way off topic, but ODST was a lot darker than the way other. dark, way dark, and I like that because it was the first time I felt like they'd really kind of played with some new ideas and some new not so cookie cutter black and white kind of stuff, which was neat. But, you know, you're talking about one of, uh, you know, Microsoft's biggest franchises, Gears. you got to talk about a Halo a little bit, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Together. yeah, nothing wrong with that. This is optional opinion. The floor is to my special guests. It's all open discussion. That's what I love. Um, so, uh, moving on, uh, what weapons work for you and what was worthless? Everybody know that the hammer burst is just straight garbage. I, I, I do not like that. I think that weapon is uh, worthless. Um, the lesser and uh, the shotgun. Sometimes the boomer, but mostly like the lesser and the shotgun is the one that I work with. I hate the sniper rifle. I hate that they put like one bullet in, then I gotta wait to reload it. I'm like, uh, no. No, no, I agree. Like, I was a big fan of the Nasher. I was a big fan of the Lancer. Um, I'm not going to lie, and, and you guys are going to have to help me with this. I don't remember which game they added it, but they added a pistol that was like an automatic pistol where it shot like four four-round bursts, and I want to say it was Gears 2, maybe? It was 2, yeah. Cause, um, yeah. Uh, um. I don't know which what the name of I forgot. It's like the Gorgon or something like that. Yeah, 
that okay. was dope, man. I was like, shit. Like, literally, I'd pull that thing out, and I would shoot it until I ran out of bullets, and then I'd go to my Lancer or my Nasher. But I'd run that bitch out of bullets because that thing was good as hell. Yeah, when I ca- when I captured the uh, and used the Master Shield, I was using that gun on a lot of the enemies. Oh, yeah. I'd make it rain with that thing, man. I'd get up one as a body shield and just empty the clip out of every single clip I had of that thing. I was like, oh, well. And then I'd off the guy I was using his shield and just gnash her like crazy. No, I, I'm, I'm the complete opposite. I I prefer being stealthy. I sniper and hammer burst. I know you're going to hit me, but I actually like the hammer burst. It was a lot more accurate and more precise. Because when you're shooting a Lancer, when you're shooting the recoil, it makes you go up or to the sides, and you got to keep on trying to focus on it. But with a hand burst, it's just like you could you could actually zoom in with it and just like precisely shoot in the head or something like that. I like I, I loved getting headshots. It felt so satisfying. No, I mean, it was. It was satisfying, and that was one thing I will say in that game because I – I'm with Eddie. I hated the sniper rifle, but when you got a headshot with that thing, it felt satisfying yeah. as hell. Like, it felt meaty. Like, when you hit him with a headshot, it was like, boom, head popped off. And that sound, that... Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seeing it through your scope, that was so nice. And then the body falls. I'm like, yeah. Uh, oh, also kind of like the shield. Uh, is it the boom burger or something like that? It was that shield thing. Um, it was a four like four cross shield. You put it out and you shoot your pistol on it. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I, I, was, I love that one. Yeah, it was like a riot shield, basically. Yeah, I was just like, oh yes, this one is it's just wonderful. Um, any ones that you guys thought was worthless, Anthony? Which ones that you didn't like? I don't know if I got yours either, Kyle. Uh, like which game, which weapons you guys didn't like? Which weapons? Yes. Mm. I didn't like the standard pistol. The pistol you got, like, right out the gate. I didn't yeah. Like, um, I, I, I've got to agree with Anthony a little bit. The hammer burst wasn't a bad weapon. Uh, t- like, if I was out of ammo and I needed to pick something up, that wasn't bad. Um, I'm not going to lie. I didn't like the mortar just because it was so hard to, like, triangulate and figure out, okay – you know, because you had to figure out how to shoot it and how far you need to shoot it, and that was pain in the ass. Um, sniper rifle, I didn't like at all because, trust me, as loud as I am, you think I'm sneaking up on anybody? No, sir. <laughs> um, but, you know, those were the ones that really kind of agitated me the most, except for, you know, some of the special weapons and stuff that agitated me a little bit. Whatever that bow was, I didn't like. I don't like that explosive bow. I thought that was. Uh, oh, the bow I didn't like. And the thing is, I loved the regular hand grenades, but there was like an ink grenade that could suck it. Um, there was another grenade that I didn't like. I just like the regular straight up where you would kind of swing it around and throw it, and it was just a frag grenade. I was like, awesome, but yeah, they added those. Ink- and I'm like, I don't need that. And then there was at one point in a game where you could start tagging the enemies with grenades. I'm like, no, I just, I'm going to throw the grenade. I'm not going to shove a guy with it and I, have him run off. I did not use that tagging system in, in two and three. I did not use that at all. I didn't use it at all. It was confusing as fuck. I was like, forget this noise. 
Yeah, the torque boat kind of sucked. It it is that's like a last desert measure if you needed it. Yeah. Um, torque. I didn't like any of the pistols. I like the revolver and I like the automatic pistol. Those were the only two I liked. Yeah. The big the big one that pissed me off was the sawed off shotgun. Oh yeah. yeah. I wanted to have more oomph. I wanted to have more. Excuse my phrase, guys, but a little bit more gajones. Like I wanted to get in there and like do something, and it was like pew pew, and I'm like, this is a sawed off shotgun. It should be doing way more damage than this. Because I thought, yeah, it, like, I thought it, it literally was gonna blow enemies away, and it didn't do crap. Yeah, like, that's what I thought. I thought it was gonna chainsaw them in half when you shot it with it, just like boom, like the top half just lands on the other side of them. It's like nope, they're still coming at you, and I'm like, this is horse shit. Yeah, especially in, like, multiplayer, everybody would just spam the shit out of that sawed off. Oh, yeah, they would. Oh, God, don't get me started on multiplayer. <laughs> I had many, many sleepless, drunken nights playing multiplayer. Go ahead. You're right. Dude, go that. ahead. Stupid I want to hear. Thing. I want to hear. I need to hear this. <laughs> oh, no, man. Like, we used to uh, – it was a thing back when I was – oh, goodness. You got to – you got to – we're going to throw it in the way, way back machine because this was – Deuce in his prime, deuce in his mid twenties, and we would we would hang out and like if we weren't doing couch co op because a lot of us had you know Xbox Live, you know you get a case or two of beer on a Friday or Saturday night and you play Gears, you know you'd start at maybe I don't know seven at night and not end until four or five in the morning or something stupid, um, just playing the multiplayer and I have. Like, we still talk about it to this day because, you know, me being single uh, and a lot of my friends have gotten married now and have kids and things like that. They talk about that shit like it's their fucking glory days. They talk about that shit like it was Animal House or something. Like, <laughs> oh, you remember you remember the time where we went like 10 games in a row winning? And, like, I had, like, the, the top kill count in every game on Gears of War 2? And I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, man, those were the days, bro. Those were the days. And I'm like, that's because you've got two fucking kids now and a wife, and you don't do shit anymore. So. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly how I am. Especially with my my, my friends. Um, we have our little group, right? Okay, we're going to play. When we have a four-player co-op game, like the Division or Gears, we're like, okay, right. we're all going to play together. And I remember this one time. We were all playing Gears 3, I think it was, on Horde mode. We were on level 50, I think it was. God, that was a bitch. Oh, such a bitch. But you need exact teamwork and, and communication when you're playing Horde mode. Oh, yeah. But um, it was – I was on a turret at the very top one level, and I could see everybody else just dying one one by one by one. And all I had left was those three, those three big-ass um, – Fuck with those biggest monsters that have like the rocket launchers. Oh yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On like on their hands and on their head. Yeah, brew marks. I yeah, brew marks. I was there's three of them, and I was all by myself, and everybody's just yelling at me, "Don't die, don't die, go hide, go hide, just stall." And I'm like, "No, fuck <laughs> this, I'm gonna kill them all." I got on the turret and the rocket launcher. I was. It took me probably about 15 minutes. They all died. It was quiet, and all I said was. <laughs> I whispered America everybody started fucking laughing and we still talked about that moment to this day and see that's the great thing about video games is you have these experiences with your friends where you all do it together 
and like it's 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 campfire stories now. It's like you're you're hanging out on the back porch at a party stories where you're all having a beer and you're like, oh, you remember that time where you know I killed three brew marks because all you fuckers decided to die on me. <laughs> you know? It's, it's those things, and that's what that's what makes video gaming video gaming, and what makes it so much fun. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Gears of War Judgment felt like a side game. Am I right? It did, and it felt like a tower game too. Like there was a lot of it where it was like you get in an area, and it's like build your defenses up, and then they'd rush you, and I'm like, what the what the hell is this shit? Yeah, it was a tower defense game basically. Yeah, and I was like, because I remember, because a lot of people I knew didn't buy it, because they were like, dude, I love 3, I just think this is a cash grab, and I said, look, I love Gears, I played every Gears game up till now and beat them, I'm beating this some bitch too, and then when I got done with it, I had to tell them, I was like, look, you're right, like, it's a tower defense game, I really love the part where you kind of get to fill in that gap of the story mm-hmm. from part 3, um, that part to me was worth the the 50 60 bucks for the game just so i could fill in that gap from three but the rest of it it was just like tower defense um except for the mere fact that i really like baird's backstory and it's funny now that i know why he is why he is i love that character more like i understand he's a sarcastic smart ass because the system totally fucked him (laughs) yeah so it's like what kind of see that you're like oh okay i get it now yeah it, it was i i only played i only bought it just for the story i care less about the multiplayer in that one because yeah. they added like all these different modes like capture flag and the sour oh. defense i'm like i don't want any of this just give me a horde mode that's all i want see and i have a theory on that anthony and my theory was because we said earlier in the show uh, this was Microsoft's like first Gears of War on their own. Yeah, and they went like basically multiplayer bukkake, where they gave you all <laughs> these different modes to be wow. like, here you got this mode and that mode and this mode and that mode, and it's like, no, 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 I just want a good story. I don't, I don't care about this over here. I just want a really good story. Mm-hmm. But they focused so much on the multiplayer. I think they skimped on the single player. Oh yeah, and that's what's happening nowadays. You know, they're re- yeah. that, that whole rotation is going on. Like, like, oh, you want multiplayer? Here's a whole fuckload of modes, like in Call yeah. of Duty or in the fucking Battlefield. I'm like, just give me one, two modes, just survival slash horde slash whatever firefight and multiplayer. Oh yeah, oh, you're right. And a lot of games are doing that now, and it's getting to the point where a lot of games. Might as well just go ahead and give up on the single player because all they are is multiplayer now. Mm-hmm. And then, but the thing about it is, people complain about that there's no single player. Like at Battle, Star Wars Battlefront, like it came out with nine maps. It was only multiplayer only, and people stopped playing it probably what a month after it came out. Like, really? Yeah, it, it sucked. But, uh, what Battlefront, uh, Titanfall did that. Uh, the 360 version of the Advanced Warfare Warfight did that on Call of Duty. Like they took out the whole story mode in general. Oh, uh, uh, Black Ops Three. Oh, Black Ops Three. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I gotta say this just because I just played through Black Ops story mode. It was actually really good, and I enjoyed it. But I agree. Like Call of Duty is getting to the point where they almost need to be like, look, 
are we going to be a multiplayer game or single player game, but we need to pick one or the other mm-hmm. so we focus everything on that, which I'd be fine with if they're like, look, we're putting out the next Call of Duty game. We'll call it Call of Duty Awesome Sauce, and it's <laughs> going to be 60 bucks, but it's only multiplayer. I'm still going to buy it because I love Call of Duty and I love playing the multiplayer, but it's like, you know, if you want to do a single-player game, that's great. And the past couple of Call of Duty single-player games have been really good. But, you know, I wouldn't fault them for saying, hey, let's just do multiplayer. And then some games, Battlefront and, you know, uh, the other, you know, besides the Star Wars Battlefront, the uh, other Battlefields, I'm looking at you. You guys need to just get on multiplayer and just be done with it. Yeah, they just need – nobody gives a fuck about Battlefield's story. No, like, nobody cares about that, and it was funny because, like, I think it's John Bodega, who's one of the main characters in The Force Awakens, who's like, I picked up Battlefront, and there was no single player, what's up? And I'm like, dude, you really picked up that game thinking there would be a single player. Like, that whole game is basically built on multiplayer. Right. I missed I missed the days when it was Battlefield Bad Company. Mm. Bad Company. I want Battlefield Bad Company to make a comeback. I've never played that one. Everybody said it's so good. Like, isn't part two? They say that is the best one. The part two is the best one, but part one, in my opinion, is amazing too. Because basically, what you've got that story mode is so good of guys that are outcasts from the army that kind of do their own little. I don't know what you want to call it. Hogan's heroes, or they kind of split off and say, "Hey, let's go do this mission. We can find this gold, and we can be rich and be on our own." and it's a great single-player story with all of the accoutrement, if you will, of a Battlefield. All the, you know, the Frost... Actually, that was the first game that had the Frostbite engine with Battlefield Bad Company 1, mm-hmm. where the buildings would blow up and all that stuff. Oh, and wow. it's an amazing single-player campaign. And it was so funny, too. Oh, it was hilarious, because it, I think that's what I loved about it. It never took itself seriously. Like, you always knew that the little group that you were in, the little bad company, if you will, that you were in, mm-hmm. were a bunch of fuck-ups. Like, mm-hmm. they were fuck-ups, and you knew that just by listening to them talk. See, I thought it was a multiplayer-only uh, game. I didn't know they had a story campaign. I mean, it's, oh, my it's, God. Oh, God, yeah. The story is so fucking good. If, if for, you have downtime, you can find that game, like a GameStop or whatever, for like five bucks. Is it 360? Not even. I think probably get part one for probably less than five and part two for less than ten yeah it's on the 360 i I bought it last year because i saw it in like the bargain bin i'm like i'm gonna play this game and it was the controls are a little wonky Mm -hmm. but you get part two the controls are better but you're right part one's a little wonky oh i might have to pick it up i probably gonna have to pick up one and two and, and play them uh, cause it, you guys just make it sound really good. Cause I was scared to pick it up cause I thought it was just a multiplayer game. I didn't know it was single player. But oh hey. no, the single player story is awesome. Oh yeah. Cause you got, you got your commander who's basically kind of like Samuel L. Jackson. And then, you, <laughs> yeah. And then you've got like, you've got this one like redneck guy that blows up everything. Yeah. Like he just wants to just see shit burn and explode. Um, and you then get, you've got like a like a country boy, kind of like middle of the road midwestern guy. And then there's one other guy in there who's just kind of like, I just want to survive. I just don't want to die. Yeah, you got like the, the nervous medic there. Yeah, and it's it's it. My my favorite part on that is to where they're they're all in a group. They're trying to discuss. Okay, we're gonna do this. 
this, this, and the camera's looking around on each character when they're talking, and the camera pans to an empty spot, and everybody's like, wait, where the fuck did this guy go? And you see him in the distance just running by himself towards the action. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, because wasn't that the redneck guy who's Yeah, running? it's the redneck guy. Yeah, the redneck guy is like, oh, we're going to go get gold over here. Let me do that. And he's like just running with like an M16 and a bunch of grenades. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to blow everything up and we'll get the gold. And it was oh, like, motherfucker, where's Carl? Yeah. Oh, I need to play. This is so amazing. It's right up oh, my alibi. It's, I laughed so hard at that game. It, it wasn't right. Like, I really should have sent them a check. <laughs> for more money, yeah. As much as I laughed at that game, because it was just hysterical. So it's it's, it's kind of serious, but it's very comedic in a sense. Oh, it's very comedic. It reminds me a lot of like Mash or um, God. I'm trying to think of some of those other war movies that are kind of comical, but yeah, just a really kind of a comical. You know, because it's still war, and there's still some beats where you're like, oh, this is serious, you know, because people are getting shot at and they're dying. But yeah. there's so much comedy involved that it, it almost like a Tropic Thunder, if you will. I think yeah, that's wow. the yeah. best one, Tropic Thunder, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just look, at the trailer. Just look at the trailer, and you'll see how funny it is and how good it is. I'll have to do that. I'll have to do that. Uh, last but not least, can the Gears of War series be considered a classic, or where would you place it at? Would you place it as a uh, one of a top favorite, a classic series, or like would you be like, what would you just like say about it? I would say Gears Two is a classic, but not the other ones. Really? Yeah, it's like Gears One started it, which is cool. I can consider it a classic, but Two was obviously the the better one out of all of them, in my opinion. Oh, with Dom being a bitch, it was the better one? I'm speaking solely on multiplayer. Cause... <laughs> oh, no, so we're not talking about single player, you're talking about multiplayer. Okay? Yeah, because yeah, that's where everybody really focused on, you know, that's where they first introduced to, the very first that was type of his time was Horde Mode. Nobody had Horde Mode. And that's why I consider it classic, because it introduced so many different things. Just that whole series did. It introduced the cover base, it introduced horde mode, it introduced fucking, well, not really third third person view, but it mastered it. And the whole gore, and, you know, it, it, it's so serious, and yet there's still funny parts, and it's just, it, I mean, it's a guy's game. Oh, I'm gonna go play right now. <laughs> and Deuce, what would you say? Well, hang on one second, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to grab another beer. Um, yes. No, what I would say is, like, I, I'm Anthony. I'm going to have to kind of counterpoint you on that one because mm-hmm. to me, uh, even though I had amazing multiplayer experiences with it, I had a lot of fun with my friend's multiplayer, I spent a lot of time with it single player. And to me, uh, as a video game historian, if I was going to have a video game class, this would be a series that I would make my students play. Oh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that it's definitely a series that you need to know. You you need to have played it. If you're a true – we've actually had this discussion on our show, the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce, um, <laughs> that there are these touch-tone games that you need to have played, in my opinion, to have, like, your gamer card. Like, mm. to have, like, your street cred. Like, there's the Chrono Triggers, there's the Final Fantasy Sevens. there's the – Halos, the Gears of Wars, the Street Fighters, there's like, 
certain games, if you call yourself a gamer, that you need to have played. And I definitely think this series is one of them. And like I said, it's the only series I can say I've played from beginning to end and beaten every single game of so far anyway. Um, and, and I love it. And uh, the very small time I've actually had with an Xbox One so far has been with one of my good buddies, Kyle, who I used to play with online all the time on 360 because he got an Xbox One and he got that Ultimate Edition. And me and him were playing it together, and I swear to goodness, that thing hasn't missed a beat. Like, it looks amazing. It plays awesome on the Xbox One, the Ultimate Edition. But I really think if you have a Hall of Fame of video games, this this game has to be in it. Like, this series has to be there with your, you know, your Metal Gear Solids and your Halos and your Street Fighters and your Mortal Kombats. This, this has to be in that same kind of conversation if you're a gamer. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's it's it's. If I was doing that, yeah, I would. I, I completely agree with you. It's just a, like obviously like, one's better than the other, and that's just. I just think two's better. Well, see, I, and, and this is the one thing because I want to hit on this before we move on to anything else. One of my favorite parts of part three, I've got to say, and spoiler alert: if you've been listening to this, there's already been a ton of spoilers, but is a scene where Dom sacrifices himself for everybody else in part three. Mm-hmm. Because literally when part three came out, like I had to have four different conversations with four different friends about that same scene where they were like, did you get to that part? And I'm like, what part? And they're like, you know, the big part with Dom. And I'm like, yeah. And like for a bunch of dude bras, we kind of had to have our little minute of like, Man, I teared up a little bit about that, man. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to say, you know, I haven't cried much in my life except for maybe my two kids, but uh, I teared up a little bit, man. I teared up. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, it's, it's, that part, I did tear up a little bit. You know, especially mm-hmm. that little speech that he's giving, like, right before he's about to fucking off himself. Well, that, and that's the only time in the whole game where they play Mad World. Like, Mad yeah, World that's had gotten all the marketing, and they actually uh-huh. play the song that one scene and it was kind of a it to me it was like a full circle the whole thing mm-hmm. once i heard that song i'm like oh shit i'm gonna start crying early ditto like as <laughs> soon as i heard that because you hear those piano beats because <laughs> that's one of my favorite songs like i'm a big music person and i love music like that where it kind of it it makes you feel a feeling like there's pop music and stuff but there's there's songs that'll pull at your gut strings, and that's one of them. And once you hear those first few piano beats, you're like, "Oh shit, I'm about to get my shop wrecked." Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. And I'm telling you what, if you're a gamer and you've played through all three of those games and you don't tear up at that, that's almost like people that don't tear up at Rudy. Like you don't have a soul, and I don't know if I want to hang out with you anymore. And I'm soulless because I didn't feel nothing for that. I th- I thought that that, was, that part was very emotional. Um, for its delivery when he was talking to the statue and it ended up being that way. Like that, that part, that moment felt better than that that Dom, uh, Dom's wife part in part two. But I, I didn't tear up or anything. Like even, cause I would expect Marcus Phoenix to do it to like really be impacted and he didn't even feel impacted by it. But it was just like, you know, I would expect him like the cry or some kind of emotion and it just didn't pay off. That well, 
So sorry if <laughs> sorry if I'm soulless or anything. I didn't. I don't mean to. You're soulless, bro. <laughs> Next, you're gonna tell me you didn't cry, at Rudy, and you're gonna tell me you know. I didn't like, rush Rudy. Oh my god. Yeah, like you need to stop once you're done with this and watch Rudy, bro. Like Rudy is an amazing movie. You need to go and do that next, because I mean, but I don't know. Like I, I love Dom. Like I love Dom in the first game. Dom in the second game was kind of a little bit of a bitch, but like you always felt like Dom had your back and he was your friend in the game. So yeah. like, yeah. Once he got in that truck, I'm like, this is gonna go bad. This is gonna go really bad. And then you hear the. Dun, 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 dun. And I'm like, oh fuck! It's yeah. Mad World. Like they just started playing Mad World. Something really fucking bad is gonna happen. I think that you didn't feel anything, Edward, is because you played all three games back to back to back. And I You're... think that might be part of it too. It's almost like uh, we've actually talked about this a lot lately. Like. People that binge watch TV now don't feel as much as the people that watch week to week. Yeah. Because you're getting it all in one sitting. And it's kind of, no offense, Edward, the same thing for you because you got to remember, we had to wait two years for each part of this story. Yes. And yeah. we were like on pins and needles to find out what happened next. So once yeah. we got to three, and also. And Anthony, I, because I think you played the games when they originally came out, you can agree. Oh, yeah. They kind of marketed three as like this is the end of the road. Like yeah. this is the last battle. This is the this is the final gears. Like they totally marketed it that way. So like you kind of knew some some big shit was gonna pop off. And as soon as I heard, you know, all around me is familiar faces, worn out places. I was like, fuck. Somebody's dying. Somebody's yeah. dying right now. Yeah, it's it's because I have their poster because I used to work at GameStop, so I got a lot of free shit. And I have their poster. I have it framed. I'm literally looking at it right now. Yeah. And their slogan was "Brothers to the End." Yeah, that was that was the thing on it because uh, uh, I I know that place very well. Let's just put it that way. So uh, <laughs> so and I and I know all the free shit that they used to give out because. That was a funny thing. Back in the day, I was really, really big about collecting all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that was the one thing I will say I wish I'd done a better job of. It's like keeping it and framing it and doing stuff like that. Because, like, Gears 3 is phenomenal. And I've got, like, a lot of paintings in my house. And I've got a lot of, like, you know, movie posters signed and things like that. But I really wish I had more video game art in my house for sure. Oh, dude, you would love my room then. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I love it. Like it, it's funny. You'll have to you'll have to definitely hit up Johnny sometime because we've got a lot of video game art like in our studio, our our studio where we do our podcasts. Mm-hmm. The Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce, which you can find at facebook.com <laughs> forward slash happy hour podcast show, and of course soundcloud.com forward happy forward slash happy hour podcast and at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine. But uh you can see in our studio, we've got like a lot of video game art, and that's the one thing I wish I had more of in my house because I had a lot of stuff I got through friends and different people that worked there at the time that I got rid of. Like I remember I had all those like uh, it was like lithographed uh, Halo Three posters I had, and nice, just like a bunch of that stuff that I remember. At one point, it was like 
neighbor's kids saw it and liked it. I was like, oh, here you go. And, you know, because you're the cool neighbor and whatever. And I was like, damn, I really wish I'd framed that. And that's one I really wish because out of all the covers, I think Halo 3 is my favorite cover. Hmm. That which Halo 3 was, uh, fuck. What yeah. was the cover of Halo 3? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say Halo 3. I meant to say Gears 3. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. Gears 3, the one you said you had the poster of framed, is one of my favorite covers. Even though Gears 2 is a great uh, cover of him standing there holding, you know, the, the cog tags, you know. Yeah. But that three where he's standing there with kind of both arms crossed on top of the Lancer, that's just, to me, is just a perfect fucking cover. Yeah. Then then you would probably be jealous of, because uh, I physically have a Lancer gun with me. What? Yes, I've seen yeah. it. Yeah, so I was showing uh, Edward before we started. It's like a life-size Lancer gun. And, where did you uh, get that at? Oh, dude, I got it when I... Because, like I said, I used to work at GameStop, and so this one was a gift for, uh, to me because I started collecting those kind of stuff. Yeah. And so it was one of the rewards to where it's like 100,000 points, I think it was. Yeah. And that's where I got it. And, like, it makes a sound and everything like that. Oh, that'd be great, especially if you ever decide to do, like, a Gears of War cosplay. You've already got your Lancer ready, so. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, because I'm not gonna lie, man. Like the one, like I love the cosplay. Like I've got a Captain Malcolm Reynolds cosplay I like to do. Um, and I, I've always said I think what my next cosplay is gonna be might be something video game related. And I would, except the problem is the damn lights. Like the armor isn't so bad. The oh, lights yeah. in the armor. Um. But I would love to do like a Marcus Fiend, especially now that I could do old man Marcus. Since you've seen the new Gears of War four trailer, where it's like old man Marcus, you know, I he can still looks jacked. Tea white, it'd be awesome. He looks he looks jacked in that in that uh, trailer. Dang, Dude, like, he's jacked in every game. I mean, that guy is bloodstream is whiskey, Viagra, and steroids. That's <laughs> that's the only thing in his bloodstream. Oh wow. Well, that's it, everybody. Um, that's our discussion about the Gears of War series. I want to thank Anthony and I want to thank Deuce for joining me. I, I, if it doesn't sound like I didn't say nothing, uh, because I definitely enjoyed you two talking. Like you really, you really just make me happy right now. I just love this conversation that we had about Gears. Um, before we get to you, Deuce, Anthony, would you like? What do you have to plug? What's up? Uh, just my Twitter, um, at Gaming After Hour. I post a lot about stuff, like the stupid stuff I see here, or gaming news, or if late at night, I'm either drunk tweeting, uh, when I'm playing games, but still. Um, I also would like to plug in our NVC group, at facebook.com slash group slash NVC book club. It's to where we get together monthly, we all vote on the game to play, and we all discuss it. Just like a regular book club, but with Nintendo video games. Uh, this month in July, we're playing Paper Mario, which is a classic, but yet surprisingly, not a lot of people played it. Oh. Um, and I think that's about it for right now. Oh. Yeah, that's all I got. All right, Deuce, what did you have to plug? Well, before I plug my stuff, I just want to say, number one, a big shout out to you, Eddie V, baby! <laughs> Thank Anthony you. 
for letting me come on and listen to my drunken ramblings as usual. But also, guys out there, if you have not listened to Anthony's show, uh, that video game book club you do, because I know Johnny's a part of that too with you mm-hmm. guys and Edward. Like, uh, seriously, it's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to because it, it's a lot of fun. And, like, watching the video and just seeing it, like, it's really, really cool. And it's neat because being an old-school Nintendo fanboy who's kind of missed the past couple generations because the last Nintendo system I owned was – well, still do own is the 64. Like, it's neat to hear what you guys think about the Nintendo games and kind of what's going on in the future. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. It's, it's We're trying to do more ideas for it. Like, I pitched an idea yesterday or this morning. Um, about, uh, like, uh, if you're trying, if you're playing a game, try to pitch it to somebody who doesn't know anything about it in a tweet. So you have a restriction. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm not the biggest fan of Twitter because I'm more, I wouldn't say I'm eloquent because that makes me sound fancy, but like (laughs) I have more thoughts than what I can put in those limited amount of characters so yeah that would be hard to like sell me a game in one tweet like that would be super hard and if i remember correctly your video game book club it's a video series correct yeah so uh it's mostly done by adrian uh sometimes yeah johnny's on there uh john's on there as well i'm rarely on there i mostly just do the editing and uh just like producing it nowadays because i don't like the sound of my voice that's pretty much about it. Well, Anthony, you have a great voice. You should podcast more. If I could tell the video game book club one thing, it's I think you should turn it into a weekly podcast or at least a bi-weekly podcast because I mm-hmm. think what you guys do is phenomenal. And um, to toot my own horde a little bit because, you know, I love the cheap pops. <laughs> uh, you can find us at the Happy Hour Podcast at Facebook.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast Show. You can hit us up on Twitter at HH Podcast Show. Also, SoundCloud.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast. And of course, you can hit us up email wise at HHPodcastShow.com at gmail.com. And the big thing about the HH Podcast Show at gmail.com email is we're taking questions for our mailbag, but also, and you guys might like this, one of our sponsors, one of our actual big sponsors is Retro Game Treasure. And yeah. the, the owner, Buck, the mega buck, if you will, is doing a segment with us now where he answers your retro game questions. So if you send a question to hhpodcastshow at gmail.com and it put in the title or the subject, Ask the Buck, he's going to answer all you guys' retro video game questions. And Eddie, I would love to get some questions from you. And Anthony, I'd love to get some questions from you because this guy is like the I, – I can't even put it to you. He's like the – Duncan Atlantis Library of video game knowledge when it comes to retro games. Nice. Yeah. So I'd love to hear you guys' questions for him. Yeah, no, I'll start thinking of some tonight then. Yeah, man, we'd love to have it, Anthony, because like I said, like he is so much fun and he just he's just such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to retro games. That I, I think it'd be really cool, and I want to say again, thank you both to Anthony and Edward for having me on tonight and putting up with my my, my, my craziness, if you will. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, 
we I totally appreciate it. And anytime you guys ever want me on, you know I'm a phone call away. Well, you know I'm. So, I, I want to have you and Johnny on uh, our Schno opinion uh, because we. We got a lot of stuff to talk about in the near future. Trust me. Done, sir. Shout out the night, and we'll bang it out, my friend. You just need to tell me what night you need us, uh, and we'll bang it out. That 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 is not an easy or a hard thing to happen. That's an easy thing to happen. Yeah. We just got to bang out the day. Yeah, because we're still we're, I'm still planning a movie commentary, and I would love to have as many people on, and we watch the movie and do a commentary and straight laugh at it. I, I, Cause that, uh, I think that like if you had a way to watch a movie and everybody watched it like on Skype yeah. and you could all commentate that yeah that'd be good stuff man because that's Steven uh, Steven Seagal movie that I still need to uh, that's on oh, Netflix <laughs> I need to still watch and and what Steven Seagal movie oh what was it basically um, any Steven Seagal movie <laughs> well that's true. <laughs> I'll have to look it up because I seen the picture and I seen the video and I I think I sent it to you. I don't know. I have to check it. I have to. What's it? The it. one with Dmx gonna give it to you? No, I don't think it's that what? one. Dmx. <laughs> Probably no. Yeah. Uh, you can find Ashno Opinion on the Anomalous Radio Network dot com. Um, you can find it on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Uh, you can hear their podcast every Tuesday and Friday. Give their latest episode a listen. Brandy and Johnny uh, do the Oculus Rift. And it's a very good uh, episode. Also, listen to Kyle's uh, talking about his birthday episode uh, uh, last episode. His adventure is his adventure will have your mouth to gate because I even I feel <laughs> he Deuce knows that I talk when there's one part that he mentioned and I got on Facebook immediately and sent him a message and be like, "Are you crazy? What in the world?" He's just like, "Yeah." So do listen to it to know what I'm talking about because it's it's such a good episode. So do listen. Um. Thank you guys. Uh, thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Deuce. And with that, yeah, everybody, have a great weekend. Have a great week if you're listening to this after the weekend, or you know, have fun with family and friends. And we will talk to you all later. Peace. See ya. Fuck, it's hot. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much.